Okay, you're plugged in now? I'm plugged in now. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh. Well, I've unplugged you and then plugged you back um, in. But yes. You know, that's how I like to do it. All right. <laughs> I feel absolutely exhausted before we even started. I think yeah. it's, it's all the plugging and unplugging. Um, <laughs> I think it's well, it's because I've had about a, a ten-minute wrestling match, a bit of a contretemps with my pop shield. I was having a bit of a wrestling match with the pop shield because I was trying to get the pop shield on, and oh, it's doing that thing again. It's the, it's the microphones. Listen, <laughs> the microphones are just warming up as well. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was putting it on and it got stuck somewhere where I didn't want it and I was trying to move I was trying to move it up and it <laughs> wouldn't. It's very familiar a feeling. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it wouldn't go. And I was it was it was yeah, but we we got there in the end. I've realized we've only got the one pop shield at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I don't get one. Well, there is another one I think in Hartlepool. I mean, there's lots in the world, <laughs> but <laughs> they're not like unique things. But I've I've not brought it with me. People are wondering, I still haven't worked out what a pop shield is because I haven't told them. I'm oh, assuming yeah. most people know. It's the thing that stops um, you when you do a P sound. It stops it from going sort of a... But I can't really do it because I haven't got the... But it's not... Well, exactly. And he's just done it. For your That's plosive it. sounds. The plosive sounds. It protects us against that. So if I do a P, I can do as many P's <laughs> as I like on the podcast. It's absolutely fine. But uh, Ellie... If I try and do she's a not. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled well, pepper. It's funny you should say that, actually. That's good. Is it? Yeah. That's, that's coming up a little bit in the previously section as well. Oh, says, right. There's so many P's on the podcast. We really need to get you a pop shield, I think. Um, so Ellie can be protected against her P's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> against her plosive. I would like to <laughs> well, again, let the know. listeners know I do not have a problem with her peas. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> anyway, so much. I mean, I feel a little bit... We, we need to be careful with the kind of jokes that we're doing here, really, yeah. because um, I got... Uh, we were at Southall Folk Festival last night yeah. with the young'uns. After the gig, a child came up to me. I was just in the uh, the marquee, and a child comes up to me. He says, uh, I can't remember, I don't know if he said... I think he was only like nine or ten. I don't know know if he said you were the funniest person I've seen in my life or if he said you were the funniest person I've seen in a while I don't know which one it was but he was very complimentary and he was having a bit of a chat and saying how much he'd enjoyed the show he's the kind of person who had like a very adult head on young shoulders you know mm. so I was a little bit worried because he said how much he'd enjoyed the show and there was a little bit of kind of innuendo going on and things like that not from the child but from, from me during the, the, the thing and I was sort of thinking well he obviously enjoyed the, the comedy because he kept saying and, and he was but he's only nine or ten and I was thinking how much of it did he understand <laughs> that's quite odd and then uh, right as he left he says uh, thank you very much keep doing the comedy we need it right now <laughs> <laughs> Which is such an adult thing. Such an thing. old man to exactly. say. Exactly. So, with Taliban and Brexit and <laughs> export prices, we, we need it right now, you know. <laughs> so, he's sort of a world weary child already at the age of nine yeah. and ten. And then he says, Oh, I've just found out you've got a podcast. So, oh, I've been God. listening to that. Please don't listen to this. <laughs> so, I hope you enjoyed the herpes joke. Uh, and now, little child, uh, wrap your ears uh, around this. Previously on the David Eagle podcast. Lesbian sexual encounters every two hours. Ah, hello, everybody. Here's a little song about a goat. Flop, blah, 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 blah. 
saddle like you to slap your balls against my fist. Take your wrinkled old sweaty balls and slap them against my fist. I just realized we've got the, we've got the window, window open. Around the ragged rocks, the ragged rascal. Run, my friend. Peter Piper, Peter Pecker, Pickle Pepper. Where's the pepper? Peter Piper picked. Now it's time for the podcast co-hosted by a woman with a laugh like Boise from Only Fools and Horses. It's the David Eagle Podcast. <laughs> And there is said laugh, a boisy laugh from Ellie Skinner there. Uh, on the subject of laughs, Ellie, yeah. we've got a message, listener fee. Um, mm-hmm. Some people getting a little bit worried there saying, oh, is it? There's a fee, is there, for listening? <laughs> I didn't realise. The nine-year-old kids go, oh, I hope my pocket money will cover it. No, no, Fee is the name of the listener, Fiona. Uh, she's contributed many a time on the podcast. Mm. And I, I believe um, she messaged a few weeks ago to say that she was laughing so hard at the podcast, she wondered what our, what her neighbours were thinking. Because yeah. she listens to the podcast in the garden. And um, she says she laughs rather hysterically at the podcast. So uh, she said, oh, I'll, I'll record it the next time I listen to the podcast. We did a podcast, um, we not did a podcast for about 10 days or something. Mm. We try and do one every week, but I've been massively busy because we've been... Do- uh, rehearsing for the Ballad of Johnny Longstaff, which uh, is out in the theatre, uh, in the Northern Stage Theatre in Newcastle as of Tuesday. Mm. So if you want to get tickets for that, then you can. It's also been streamed online, and it's uh, at Oxford, Hull and York coming up as well. So it Good was a promo. Thank you. Eagle. Promo. And you said promo without any popping. You're a, you're a master at that, Ellie. Yeah. It was a slick advert until you said how what a slick advert it was. <laughs> it sort of somewhat undermined it. But yes, uh, you can use a search engine and well, actually, the best thing to do is probably go to theyoungans.co.uk and then you can find the live dates from there. Yes. OK, but listener Fiona has indeed recorded her laugh and we shall be listening to that laughter a little bit later on on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, talking of listener contributions, mm-hmm. we also have a listener contribution as well from Alex. They have been in touch to say that they have a contribution for spammer time. Now, I've not read the email yet, but mm-hmm. I know by the subject matter that it may be the same spammer time that you've got us this Ooh. week because I know that you who you you've told me who yeah, we've been contacted by and they've got one as well so what I'll do is once you've read yours out I'll send you the email that Alex has sent and we'll see if it's the same one so there may be a double whammy a double spammy whammy coming up uh, in our feature spammer time where we uh, review the various emails that we've received in our junk folder and this one is something that Ellie has received the David Eagle podcast has been contacted by the Illuminati <laughs> also, last week I mentioned that I was doing a, a rather unusual gig where I had been asked to perform at a golf club for mm-hmm. the members of the golf club. They were having a, a charity night. I'd been booked to do 30 minutes of comedy at the end of it. And already I was thinking this is going to be a little bit weird because do the people at the golf club know that there's going to be comedy on? It's going to be quite an odd experience. If you're booked to do comedy at a comedy club, then it doesn't really feel that intimidating because you know that's what people are there for and there's a compare and that kind of thing well yeah it was it was very odd indeed <laughs> and uh, I'll be telling you the story of that and I recorded it of course so there'll be clips from that to come too Ooh. and Ellie we discussed last week after the podcast we were wondering how many herbal teas to go in our current series and I think mm. we decided that we were going to do another three weeks worth of herbal teas I think is that, what that we decided? sounds familiar yeah I think that's what we decided we don't need to check that because I think we, we decided we were going to do 10 herbal teas for this 
current series. Yeah. And I think we've done seven so far. So we're going to be doing three more herbal teas in our current cold brewer series. Currently still our leader, I think for like mm. four to five weeks in a row now, has yeah, been weeks. the mint chocolate chip from Tea Pigs. Yes. And that is especially, that's crazy news because Tea Pigs before were one of our lowest scoring teas in the hot tea series. But for the cold brew, the mint chocolate chip is currently top dog. Talking of dogs, there will be a bit of dog news coming up a little bit later on. Uh, I didn't mean to do that, but I remember this is something about dogs, so I just thought I'd do a little link there. Also, cassette roulette. Ellie had a rummage in my big box earlier today. And, well, we're going to intersperse the um, various clips from the cassette that she picked out. So I recorded all sorts of cassettes when I was a child up until my teenage years. And uh, we're going to find out what is on the mystery cassette this week. Talking of mysteries, Ellie, mm. you said that you, um, j- yes, was it, yes, it was today when you came when in from, came work, from work. You teased me, Ellie. I did. And I said, oh, you've got to stop doing that, Ellie. We need to do a podcast, for <laughs> goodness sake. Just a quick plug and unplug. That's all, that's all we can do. <laughs> she says she's got a mystery tale. So. Yeah, I don't know how much you'll like it. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's a bit of a harrowing journey, and it oh. turns out you're not the only one who's been threatened with violence recently. You haven't been threatened with violence, have you? I was this morning. <laughs> what? Oh my. Okay, well, we'll find out about that <laughs> a little bit later on. So, I mean, scenes of a sexual and a violent nature on this week's The David Eagle Podcast, uh, especially for our nine-year-old listener there. Uh, Hello, small child. <laughs> that sounds creepy. Let's not leave that in. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. <laughs> All that and more coming up on this week's The David Eagle Podcast with me, David Eagle. And nearly Skinner. So, listener Fiona got in touch with us a few days ago with a recording of her laugh. Now, she sent me about, I'd say, seven minutes of laughter, so I'm not going to play. <laughs> All of that. Bearing in mind, she is in her garden. She says she's on a swing, mm. like a swing chair, like a swing seat in a garden. Yeah. And she's laughing. She's laughing so hard at times you can really hear the swing going for it. And I was listening and I was sort of getting a bit concerned that the swing was <laughs> not going to break or she was going to fall <laughs> off the swing. But imagine, though, the neighbours. No one seems to be commenting it or, on it or anything like that, but they must be wondering what the heck is going on. So, so it, do we know which episode she's listening to? It was to? the most recent one. Oh, OK. <laughs> Oh God, voices back. (laughs) Here we go. This is a little, a bit of uh, Fiona laughing now. There you go, that's it. That's everything from the uh, from the whole 40 minutes there. Thank you very much for that, Fiona. She's obviously got headphones on, so we can't hear what she's laughing at. type of review it's a shame that you can't leave this on instead of just leaving a review oh no (laughs) 
I really hope this is in response to Herbal Tea of the Week. Ah, well, I was, I was thinking that, Ali. I was wondering what she was laughing at. And I, I've looked at the laughs, and I think it is Herbal Tea of the yeah. Week. It, it marries up perfectly. That's why it's an oh-no, because of your, well, your taste score. Exactly, Ali. I can smell the cinnamon and the fruitiness, the orange. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. It's very nice. Mm. <laughs> Let's go on to taste. Mmm. Mm. There definitely is the blueberry muffin bit. Mm. I think the only slight thing for me is it tastes a little bit like a, like a cordial or something. Yeah, because you're not super keen on a fruit. No, and I like it, but it's maybe a little bit too cordially for me. But then that's a bonus for me. <laughs> Classic line. Well, I'm feeling very refreshed. Okay, well, let's see what happens then. <laughs> After three. Yeah. One, two, three, five. Oh. Yeah. It's a little bit too cordially for me, and it leaves a little feeling in the throat that I'm not so sure about. Oh, no. A total score, Ellie, of 27. Yep. Oh, no. Uh, it does make it. <laughs> so there we I are. I didn't know you'd done that. <laughs> when I said about the two, I didn't know you'd line them up. No, I mean, it'd be very good if I'd very quickly done that on the hock, but I haven't. Uh, on the hock, our new ham-based feature. For fans of ham radio. <laughs> well, I could have done with Fiona at my golf evening, uh, but we'll, we'll come to that very shortly. But first, it's time for part one of this week's Cassette Roulette. Ooh. Put your hand in my big box, pull out a cassette. We have no idea right now what's on it yet But then we press play, we'll hear what we get It's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette Just had a message from my Alex saying... Ellie's sister? Saying, on Antiques Roadshow now is the picture of the drunk soldier that Dad made. Oh! It was a model that he made. He was a model maker. So I'll have to have a little look later on, see if I can see it. Yeah, I think it's a, a Napoleonic War soldier model. Well, you're going back much further in time than we are on yeah. Cassette Roulette, but we are going further back in time than we often do on Cassette Roulette, where now, because often we've been, we've been sort of fluctuating around 99, 2000. Well, yes. Ellie, we're going further back in time to 1996. Ooh. And we're going to a talk show, a late night fawning on TFM in the northeast of England, in Teesside, and uh, the show is called Tom's Talking, and uh, we're going to play three clips over the course of... Of the podcast. I'd have been 11. I mean, just imagine like being 11 and just sort of listening to all of this sort of weirdness. I don't know, some, I don't know if this woman, I have no idea what she's talking about. I don't mm. know if she's just drunk and is just rambling. It's kind of very intriguing. I wrote a piece three times on Saturday night, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, it came down. I don't know, the right, even rang the bell. It was a huge white van with a blue light on the top. And That's the what they usually travel around in, yeah? Yeah, they, oh, they travel around in anything I looked. They're hopeless <laughs> and helpless. That's what an American girl once said to me years and years ago. She says, if I'm in the station or I'm in trouble, I just stand and look hopeless and helpless and everybody comes to the rescue. I'd never seen such an ugly bitch. <laughs> it was unbelievable. You know, not many good-looking American dames, you know. Not when you go there. I had a phone call this morning from somebody that's just been to South Africa. And, uh, she was a what? Uh, she was an ugly bitch. 
this wasn't this was a this was a guy that phoned me this morning. <laughs> Ten o'clock. Yeah, but I'm not getting anybody out of bed at ten o'clock. <laughs> you took it. You took it. I'm an answering. I says, "Hell, is it you? You know, I didn't think he was back." So uh, never mind. It's a desert fox you're speaking to, not a rat. Oh, I'm good looking. I'm good looking. I won the competition for the RAF for the whole of the Middle East. That's <laughs> it. I, I don't understand. Yes, that's not like edited in any way. No. So we start off with a thing where she says about she rang the police. Do you see that I rang the police three times? Yeah. yeah. Three times on Saturday night, I think it was. And um, she rang the police three times on Saturday night, and then she said something about they came round in the white van, or they travel around in whatever they want. Or, yeah. and helpless then, and helpless. Helpless and helpless. She goes on to a story about being in America, and then she calls this American woman an ugly bitch, and then she goes on to talk about some bloke who's just come from South Africa, rung her up at 10 o'clock in the evening, and said, oh, you took your time answering, so it was 10 o'clock, and then it ends by her saying, oh, I'm a desert fox, and I'm really good looking, and she's won some RAF competition in the, in the Middle East. I don't know. What for? For being good looking? Yeah. I don't... <laughs> Very odd indeed. Very so um, we'll have more. Um, you shouldn't have been listening to that sort of thing as an 11-year-old. Well, my dad used Weirdos to always... And bigots. <laughs> my dad used to always say, you know, you should be like reading a book and yeah. stuff like that and broadening your mind. But I would argue this is rather mind-broadening. Yeah, I suppose it is. And In a different way. Yeah. And that's my defence of this... <laughs> Nine, ten-year-old child, however, is why this is a good education. I'm going to try really hard not to swear. Well, I mean, that's the least of our worries. <laughs> some of the stuff that we've said, but we've had a bit of education. There's a, you can watch the episode of the Antiques Roadshow. You can see a model from Ellie's dad from a yeah. Na- Napoleonic soldier. So I think it's that one. So we'll have more from that cassette later on on the podcast. But now I'm going to tell you about my rather s- surreal night that I had at a golf club in Chesterfield, and I didn't know what to expect because all I was told is I was going to do 30 minutes of comedy and as I say I just thought is the audience going to be aware that this is what's happening because basically they've played an entire day of golf they've been on the golf course from 9 o'clock in the morning Mm. and then they have dinner and then there was going to be a load of presentations and stuff like that and then I was going to do 30 minutes of comedy on at the end and I thought well I've got my accordion so I can do some music Uh, don't do any Irish songs David of course (laughs) I was feeling a little bit kind of nervous about it because it's unknown territory it's not like a comedy club as I say where you just go up and you do your thing and, and it's all fine because that's what the audience are expecting and the compares kind of warmed them up well there was none of that so I did ask in advance I said have you got a m- microphone stand because he said oh we've got a microphone and I said have you got a stand because I thought we're going to play the accordion and he said oh I don't know if we can I don't know about that so I was already thinking oh this mm-hmm. isn't necessarily going to be like massively well organised or anything so I thought well maybe I'll bring my own stand it was going to be 25 minutes if I got the bus or 55 minutes if I walked it so I thought probably best to get the bus so I walked to the bus stop but I must have just missed that bus and then when I looked it was then saying oh yeah you need to now walk for another seven minutes to get this bus and I thought I'm basically going to keep doing this aren't I I'm mm. going to keep like walking and walking for absolutely I've already walked for ten minutes and I've somehow managed to miss that bus by a mere seconds by the time I get to the because it's difficult to find a bus stop at least with the train station it's kind of like you can ask someone but bus yeah. stops I thought oh this is ridiculous I've still got 45 minutes walk I might as well just bloody walk it so I'm walking with me accordion on me back and the microphone stand there and I've obviously 
got my cane as well. So I get there with plenty of time to spare. It was like seven o'clock and, and the presentations aren't meant to start till eight. And then I was on at half eight mm -hmm. and I was off at nine. And then I thought, well, I'll be out, the, out by five past nine. I can be on by ten. He says, ah, oh, we're running a bit late. We'll get started as soon as he can, but we're about 15 minutes late. So though 15 minutes isn't much of a problem. Then I just sat there for about, well, I sat there for well over an hour. <laughs> Because I was there from seven to eight, and I'm just sat there, and of course everyone's kind of essentially ignoring me. One person came up and said, "What are you doing? You know, like, is in what you're here for? Are you, are you doing music or something?" And I said, "Oh, I'm here to do comedy." So then that didn't really fill me with much faith. Oh, comedy, eh? And he said, "So I didn't really fill me with much hope that the audience were even primed to know that they were going to be doing comedy." And it's a bit of a weird situation when someone just goes, "And now we're going to do comedy." And also, he'd said there's going to be 200 people there. But he reckons by the time we get to the comedy, there'll be 100 people in the room because <laughs> people will have obviously gone take children home and that kind of thing. And there was quite a few children around as well, so I was a little bit worried about that. And then it was such a massive room as well. It was like a hotel lobby, like a hotel reception room. Mm. So it could probably house like two or 300 people. Well, it obviously could house 200 because there was somebody there, but it could house <laughs> loads of people. And I thought if the audience are just going to be sat all around, it's going to be such a big room to play. It's going to be quite yeah. difficult. So we get to 8 o'clock and nothing's happening. We get to 8.15 and nothing's happening. We started at 9 o'clock. Oh now, bearing God. in mind, I was meant to be on at 8.30. I was meant to be done by 9. <laughs> and we started at 9 o'clock. This is the time that I was meant to have finished. And we haven't even done the presentations yet. And then the next thing I hear is this massive bang, 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 bang. Quiet, please. Quiet. Bang, bang. And no one's listening. Quiet. Mm -hmm. and, and everyone's just sort of talking still. And he's like, bang, bang. And there's someone shouting, order, order. <laughs> And then other people, they'll start to make jaw order. I'll have a pint of bitter, please. <laughs> nice one, Terry. Nice one. Um, <laughs> please, please be quiet. Then he says, Bear in mind, I've walked all this way with the microphone stand. He then says, and this is the first I've heard of it as well, <laughs> he says, now, you're going to have to listen because we can't get the microphone working. <laughs> and I thought, this is a bit weird because you'd have thought someone might have come up to me and I'd said, I, just to let you know, we haven't got a mic. Is that mm. all right? The first I know that there isn't a mic is when he just announces it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to be on sometime in the next 30 minutes. I've got no chance to talk to anybody. Obviously, I'm just going to have to make it fine. But it's such a big room. Yeah. I'm thinking, trying to project my voice and be heard by a hundred people in this like carpeted walled room that just everything is just absorbed all of the sound and I thought bloody hell I've walked all, all that way I've, I've been on the road for a, over an hour walking with a microphone stand for no reason like it was just getting in my way and battering against my legs it was really painful I thought but you'll thank yourself for bringing the microphone stand um, but no anyway so the whole thing uh, starts and it's already started an hour late so people are clearly a bit drunk now and also a bit tired and stuff as well because they've just been playing a whole day of golf. <laughs> This is after he'd already done the announcement about the microphone yeah. because I hadn't been recording at that point. And then I started recording as, oh, this is funny in itself. So it's for the Alzheimer's charity. And so the first thing is, he then gets this person up to do a talk about the Alzheimer's charity and where the money's going to go and stuff like that, which is 
brilliant. But at the same time, he talks for five minutes about a very serious subject. And I'm like, oh, God, he's not going to go. And now some bloke I've never heard of to do some comedy. But no, there's loads to go still. So they've been quite respectful and quiet for that. But now they clearly wanted to talk and they weren't in the mood for listening. And I'm thinking, if he can't even get the respect of the people, and he's the person who runs the whole thing, I'm thinking, what chance have I got? explain what's going on here. Um, so he reads out a lot of the scores who's done what over the course of the day in the golf. And then he gets like five minutes of reading all of this stuff out, all of these scores. And then he says, oh, hang on. No, no, there's something wrong here. I'm going to have to check these. I'm going to have to check the scores. So now everyone, and you can just sense there's a kind of a tenseness in the air. Like people are a bit tired and they think we should have, because they thought the thing was going to be over at nine o'clock. Yeah. And currently it's like quarter past nine. And now he's going, oh, I'm sorry. You're going to have to give me five minutes. I'm going to check the scores. <laughs> Okay, so then he eventually comes back. So now we're about 20 past nine mm. and uh, eventually comes back. So the scores was wrong in the app. So I've now corrected it. Oh dear, the scores was wrong in the app, Ellie. Yeah. So then I uh, get a little, at this point, a little example into the kind of humour that they like here, Ellie. Yeah. So this is good. This is good for me. This is sort of, what kind of humour do they like? Well, here we go. We find out with our team, they're in second place in the golfing. Second place with 88 points again is Fork Off. <laughs> fork Off. So that's the kind of people we're dealing with here, Ellie. And I'm thinking, God, do I have any jokes that are as good as that? I don't know. <laughs> So this is now a bit where he's just done the scores. We're now at 25 past nine. And now we're after I was meant to be on. And then he says, now we're going to go through a list of all the clubs that we're doing next year. Oh, so he then starts reading them out and no one is listening. And he just... I've shortened this, but he just does about three minutes just going through these clubs. And, and he obviously knows that no one's listening, but he, he just continues in a really quiet voice and everyone's just talking over him. And bearing in mind, I'm sat at the front as well, so I'm like one of the closest people to him. I don't... I don't understand why you would... Ex I know it's probably on your list of things you've got to do, but... You're you already do, Why are you late? listing this after a dinner when people have presumably been drinking? They're not going to remember. And they want to get home. Email well. it out to people. Yeah, why don't you just say, we've got... Or he just runs up. We've got some exciting clubs. We've got... Da -da 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 coming up. Loads of stuff going on. We're going to send you an email. Really looking forward to it. Yeah. But it's just... In, and he sounds so... Like, he's not He's not into it at all. He's like a such a defeated. dead pan delivery. And I'm thinking, God, he's got to bring me on. And I've now got to go, Hello, everybody! Right, it's comedy time! You know, <laughs> this is going to be very odd. <laughs> I'm not saying this is this is going to turn into a two-day event, my friend. <laughs> He says, exactly. Yeah. Well, you said that at the start. <laughs> okay. 
God. So this is now, we're getting on for 9.30. And then he says, well, that's the end of that. And so everyone gets up to leave. Yeah. Because they think, oh, the thing's that's finished. It. Like, yeah. So there's a few people staying, but I, I would say about 100 people get up and start walking <laughs> towards the door. And he stops them. <laughs> he stops them and says, no, 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 please don't leave yet. And I think what he was thinking is, he thought, well, he's got to get me to the front and it's going yeah. to be a bit awkward. If everybody's, like, leaving towards the door, I'm not going to be able to stand up and get to the front yeah. and get into the thing. So he basically says to them, don't leave yet. No, 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 don't leave yet. He says, we've just got to get this lad on and then you can leave when he's on in a minute. <laughs> so the first introduction that someone, he's, never even, he's not even mentioned. Bearing in mind, he could have said at the start, right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do the presentations. We're going to tell you a bit where we are next time. We're going to have a bit of um, a chat about the, the Alzheimer's charity that we've been raising money for and where the money's going. And then we're going to end the night with uh, 30 minutes of uh, comedy and music from David Eagle. You know, like, yeah. and then maybe said something about, you know, they could have built him up. So he's a folker war. He's a winning comedian and folk singer, you know, something to have kind of built it up a little bit, but nobody knows his comedy. Now they've just been told, that's the end of that. Mm. They start to leave. They get, oh, we've got to get home for the babysitters or whatever. And then, oh, Eagles, no, please don't leave. Wait till he comes on and then leave. So, oh, that's <laughs> going to be worse. Let them leave first and then introduce me for the people who still want to stay. Yeah. Because otherwise, I'm going to get up and then, and then the first go. two minutes is just going to be people leaving, which is going to be quite an odd st uh, start <laughs> to a gig. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear that? Oh, uh, bloody hell. David, I'll hold it about 20 minutes or so. I'll do, yeah, can easily do that, mate. Sit down. So, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm a bit relieved at this point because I thought it was, I was booked to do 30 minutes, but at this point, he's like, David, how long are you doing? 20 minutes or so? I love yeah. that he says, How long is it? I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, Don't you, how long is it? You've booked me to do 30 minutes. I, I, what do you think? I've not planned it to the letter. <laughs> I've got, sorry, got another guys. 20 minutes, guys. I'm sorry about this. Sorry, you've got to sit through some bugger <laughs> telling you jokes that you don't want to hear. Comedy sketch. There we are. That's my Yeah, he says, uh, I'm gonna, he's going he's gonna to do a comedy sketch or something for the next 20 minutes uh, to end the night for us. And then you go, ah, a few people say, so anyway, yeah. so then I'm thinking, is that my introduction? So I, I get up at this point. <laughs> There we are. That's my introduction. Thank you. There we are. So stand here, Steve. Right, so then I stand up. I say, shall I stand here? Because he's not like told me where to stand or anything. There's no stage or anything like that. There's no lighting. There's no mic or anything like that. So I'm like, oh, should I just stand here? At which point, bearing in mind people have just applauded me on, right? Yeah. He then says, and of course I'd like to um, thank my lovely wife. Oh, and he just continues to talk. So then people have to give his wife an applause. And I'm just now awkwardly standing there in between him and his wife. Yeah. Um, so stand here, Steve. My lovely wife. Oh, hello. I'm being introduced. Oh, right. Hello, Rachel. I don't know if I was meant to come on now. <laughs> Uh, there we are. Do you want me to start, Steve? Excellent. I'm assuming I'm meant to start. One. All right. Very nice. Please start. <laughs> so we can leave. <laughs> no, Steve, simply start. Oh, 
Oh, brilliant. This is what I've always wanted. You know, when, I, when during lockdown, when we were in the house for 15 months, not able to do anything, I thought one day I'll be able to shout in front of uh, 70 people in a room in Chesterfield. There we go. And I'm living the dream. I'm a bit worried about doing a sports uh, dinner because, uh, you know, you lot might uh, not like me. You just oh, I say something. So no laughs at all nope. so far. <laughs> and also, people are leaving. And I should have been yeah. but people have sort of left. And actually, little did I know, I said 70 people. I think we were more 17 would have been more accurate. <laughs> there was a mass exodus upon that applause and everyone, when it was applauded. By the time he'd said, my lovely wife, and everyone had applauded that, people were out of the door. I didn't know if I was like facing the right way or what was going on or anything. And uh, at the moment, not a single laugh. And I'm not saying that was like the funniest line, but I thought You'd people might... A, a little something to say, oh yeah, this is the life, isn't it? Shouting yeah. in front of a lot of people, this is what I dreamt of what I'm doing. Not a single response so far to what I'm doing. I'm worried about doing a sports... Uh, dinner because, uh, you know, you lot might uh, not like me, you just, oh, I say something you disagree with, you start pelting me with the bread rolls. <laughs> it's going to be, and the trouble is as well, you're all golfers, so your aim's going to be brilliant, and I'm blind as well, so I won't be able to get out of the way. <laughs> this is going to be really, oh, we got oh. to laugh. Before we start, I don't know if it really matters too much, but am I facing the right way? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say that in about five minutes, and you'll be like, no, I'll just turn your back on us, you bastard. But, <laughs> I'm blind, so I'm, I'm looking forward. Oh, so I should explain this bit. So, there was a joke. <laughs> that I thought would work quite well because there'd been complaints as well. Mm. So that was another thing. There was a few disgruntled people because they were still playing golf at about four or five o'clock and there was no floodlights on the pitch on the, the, the on pitch, the on the golf course. That's You're really thing. good at sport. Hey, wait until I start doing my golfing material. Hey, what, what was it like <laughs> on the pitch last night, uh, tonight, eh? Um, so anyway, so there, there was no floodlights on the course, so apparently people were playing golf in the dark, so I thought, oh, this could be a little joke that I could do now. I'm blind, so I'm, I'm looking forward, actually, to coming back to Chesterfield, maybe playing a round of golf, since I know you're doing it in the dark. Um, <laughs> Probably won't be that bad, actually. It'll be fine. So I got them on side. We finally got there. We didn't get there with the first couple of jokes, but we got in there. So I was starting to think, oh, maybe this is going to be all right. And I've got the songs as well. And they're listening. And there might only be like 20, 30 people in the audience now. But in some ways, maybe that's better because they're the ones who've decided, oh, actually, we're going to stay. That's an appreciative audience. Unless it's the last people to leave and they thought, oh, we can't. The poor bastard. He's got to. Oh, yes. Here's another clip from the gig a little bit later on. Afternoon festival gig. And the organiser of the gig, he, he pulled me aside. I mean, I prefer money, but if you can't afford it, you know. <laughs> he pulled me, thank you, I'm glad you got it, my friend. It's all right. Are you there? I mean, I would have... I'd appreciate laughter, but just repeating what I've said is absolutely fine. At least I'm getting some kind of audience interaction. Who needs a microphone when I've got this bloke who can just repeat everything that I've said? Excellent. <laughs> I did a really good joke three and a half minutes ago that nobody laughed at. Could you repeat that one for me, my friend? Anyway, so we're getting there. We're getting there with them. Um, now, unfortunately, I don't know how it happened, but my recorder, recorder with the lapel mic, mm. just decided to stop. Maybe it thought, come on, David, you don't want to listen to this back. <laughs> uh, it kind of gave up. But uh, fortunately, I had a backup recording going on on my phone, which is in my pocket. So we're back to the whole slightly grainy quality recording now. But there was nothing grainy about my quality, my friend, because, <laughs> oh, I've got them on side here now. <laughs> I mean, that.
That's the kind of laughter we're talking about. It's like fee. Exactly. Not, uh, not come across that one before. Someone's just been shot out there, have they? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I tell you what. I know Steve got the scores wrong, but there's no need to treat him like, like that. Unbelievable. I've heard they can get nasty in Chesterfield. Oh, golfers. But then someone decides, I get to the end of a five-minute anecdote, which is going relatively well. Mm. People are laughing in all the right places, and I really feel like I've got them on side. And I literally get to the, the final bit, the punchline. And that person who's in the audience must realise that I'd be finished this joke in the next five or ten seconds, and this yeah. is the bit that it's getting gearing for. And I thought, I've got them. I've got the audience on side. They're, they're craning in to listen. You could just, you could tell like they were with me. And I thought, I've turned this gig around. And then, just as I'm getting to the end of the punchline, Someone just stands up and just starts walking out. So I make reference to it and they don't respond to me at all. They just walk out and don't say anything. So I said, well, what it is, my friend is? I'm blind. And I said, it. oh, you'll, you'll love the end. You'll love... No, no, fair enough. All right. Yeah. In the end, they elope and the goat gets killed. There we go. No, it ends now. There you go. Sorry, actually, can we shoot people? I mean, that would be... Uh... <laughs> so then I get I deliver the punchline, but it doesn't work anywhere near as well as it was going to yeah. because it had been completely hijacked yeah, by, by a walkout. So I'm just leaving. I don't know why they left at that exact moment. Or, is this um, definitely someone leaving, or is it this one of those things where your eyes playing a trick on you, like when you thought there was oh, a person on stage? Well, or the time that I thought, of course, there's been times where I thought there was a dog in the yeah. audience. Well, it's funny we should talk about that, mm. Ellie, because this is another moment where I thought there was a dog in the audience, oh, and I hadn't learnt my lesson from last time. <laughs> So I'm doing my song, Killing My Dog for Satan, and at this point I hear the sound. They're really enjoying it. The audience are really going for it. And then I hear the sound of a barking dog. So I stop the song and I go, oh, there's a dog there, is there? And there isn't a dog in the audience. It's just some person barking, pretending to be a dog. Have we got a dog in, have we? That was brilliant. There we go. That's right. That's right. Take the piss out of the blind and I'm a dog. <laughs> You won't be laughing when I'm mistaken for the guy dog. I'm like, come on, man. I'm pushing you onto the train. Like, oh, you'll come back. It's only meant to be a little joke. Oh, yeah. That's it. You're my guy dog for life now, man. My guy dog and my bitch. There you are. <laughs> There's nothing like the feeling where... Because at the start of the gig, I was thinking, this is going to be absolutely disastrous. I'm just shouting in front of a room full of people. And then when everybody left, I'm, like, I'm now shouting to 30 people who were like interspersed throughout this really big room. When I started talking, they weren't really going for it at the start. And then I really got them on side. And by the end of the gig... I got a stand innovation, and they weren't just trying to leave because <laughs> it stayed. Oh, it was wonderful. And there's nothing like that feeling where you go, that could have been a disastrous gig. In, in the hands of someone else, that could have been a really disastrous gig, but I bloody turned it round. <laughs> and the ex I mean, it didn't bother me that I had to then walk for another hour with a microphone stand that I never even used. <laughs> wonderful stuff. So, a story of triumph in the yes. end, I think. <sighs> <sighs> it's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette. It's part two of Cassette Roulette. Here's another call from 1996 from the Tom's Talking Show on TFM Radio. Hello, darling. Hello. I say, hey, I want to say, I think Yugoslavia should keep on with the war. But the thing is, uh, that fella that says he's been with that lass and made her pregnant, he thinks he's made her pregnant first time round. Right? No, I... <laughs> 
I love Hang it. Hang on. So I... we start with the Yugoslavian war? Yeah. I think <laughs> Yugoslavia should keep on with the war. And the other thing is... <laughs> Hello, darling. Hello. I say, yes, I want to say, I think Yugoslavia should keep on with the war. But the thing is, uh, that fella that says he's been with that lass and made her pregnant, he thinks he's made her pregnant first time round, right? Yeah. Well, he, tell it, he, he, he's, he doesn't need to be afraid of anything because if you're a real virgin... You won't fall pregnant the first time you do it. If you are uh, a proper virgin, yeah. you cannot get pregnant no, your first time. No, not the time. first time. Now, to our nine-year-old friend listening, uh, we're not, re- you know, this is not scientifically backed up or anything, not okay? In, no, anyway. not the first time. Shall I explain why? Because, you see, it's like opening a shell, an eggshell, right, but oh not as God. delicate as that, right, enough, you're tougher than that. Oh. And the thing is, an eggshell doesn't always break the first time you oh, break God. it unless you drop it from a great height. <laughs> and the thing is... It, well, so basically, when you're having sex, don't drop the woman from a great height. Oh, Although your skin God. is tougher than an eggshell. Oh. So you've got a cover in her skin and it's like a, it's like trying to open a wound with a knife. No. Oh, oh dear. Hey, I mean, I, her dirty talker leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> to put the knife in very strong and very hard. Oh. So what they call it. So, so are, then, are we are we talking? You're talking about uh, uh, what time is it? Ten to one. Okay. Are you yeah. talking about a female's hymen, aren't you? The, the, <laughs> I love that. What time is it? Ten to one. I can say. Yeah, hymen. we can. <laughs> what? Exactly. That's okay. right. Uh, how do we know? Skin. Okay. How do we know this lady? This 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 young lady doesn't go horse riding. Well, it, that, that don't make any difference anyway. Well, she wouldn't be known, pregnant if she went horse riding, you silly, been, would you? No, but it's been known to break the hymen. Oh, um, yeah. as, as as have uh, tampons as well. They're, they're yeah, well, that's their excuse, so if, so if that's, if that's <laughs> if that's the case, uh, then oh, uh, she's never God. had penetrative sex, so she's still officially a virgin, yeah, but well, is still a, quite capable of getting pregnant. No, that's their excuse, <clears> Tom, you see, because we all pretend that we're virgins, when we, when, even although we've been with a fella when we, when we go with to meet somebody that we like, we all pretend we're virgins because we don't want them to know, we don't want the shame of them knowing that we had a one-off affair or something like that. Mind you, I do so have to say... So you make all the excuses for saying I do have to say, um, you are very wrong. Look, I should know I'm the woman. What have you? You've got a tail, not a blooming what they call it, like I've got. So you shut up, you, Tom. You don't know that about it. You're no, very wrong. wrong. There, are young ladies, there are young you ladies listening to this programme and I hope to God for one minute they're not stupid enough to listen to what you're saying because you you're wrong. You never fall pregnant when you just have you're your... Wrong. As a former sexual health advisor for teenagers, she's entirely wrong. And uh, if you think you might be pregnant, you should get in touch with your nearest sexual health clinic well, for advice. People do get a little amorous when listening to the David Eagle podcast. <laughs> um, I mean, some of those golfing moments sort of... Uh, oh, All um, in one. Oh, yes, exactly. Oh, I love... Oh, you, she's made me angry, David. I love, what's the time, 10 to 1? Oh, we can say... <laughs> do you mean Hyman? <laughs> Is that the title of the show? What's the time? Ten to one. We can say hymen. Because <laughs> uh, I have to type out the descriptions on the on the Instagram explaining. Just someone dropping an eggshell from a height. Oh dear um, God! <laughs> it's like an eggshell. When um, 
Like an eggshell. (laughs) Dropped for the very first time. Uh, When we, I was 12, which is when this. Oh, no, don't. No, no, no. Uh, he's worried now. No, when I was twelve, which is when this was just When this was broadcast, I had to do like a Saturday school for clever kids. Well, at least that's oh, what yeah. they told me it was. And uh, we had to do one of those things of like you're going to drop an egg out of a window and you have to make sure it doesn't break. So I wrapped mine in lots of paper towel and stuff, and I put it inside a tin can and I padded it up even more, and then I gave it a parachute. Mine did not break because I'm good at science. And there was this American kid called Ashley. Ugly bitch. (laughs) (laughs) He could have been. He was like, oh, we'll just put it in a bag of water and that'll cushion. (laughs) And he just (laughs) (laughs) threw it out the window and it smashed. Of course it smashed. He never played with a water bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. What an idiot. Okay, Ellie, so this could be a double spammy whammy or it might just be a single spammer moment, but you told me a few days ago that we have been contacted by the Illuminati, Ellie. So We have. Let's find out. So what's this email that landed in your junk folder? This is from someone called Joanna Maria do Amaral Barras Maria Fermino. <laughs> and I'm probably not pronouncing that right. Okay. And the, t- uh, the subject line is, Join the Illuminati. Oh. Greetings from the Illuminati World Elite Empire, bringing the poor, the needy, and the talented to limelight of fame, riches, powers, and security. Get recognised in your business, political race, rise to the top in whatever you do, be protected spiritually and physically. All these you will achieve in a twinkle of an eye when you get initiated into the great Illuminati Empire. Once you're initiated into the Illuminati Empire, you'll get numerous benefits such as knowledge connections and also an instant 1.5 million US dollars donation oh, we, don't, we don't necessarily need connections there's enough plugging and unplugging isn't <laughs> it is? uh, a donation cash benefit is a reward to you for your membership with the Illuminati Brotherhood but it's Brotherhood with no R so it's brothyhood Bro- well maybe it's lots of people who like soup maybe that's because yeah. they're lizards Easy maybe their teeth has it something to do with their t- the development of teeth or something maybe <laughs> note that this email message was created solely for the purpose of our recruitment scheme, which will end next month. And this offer is for unique ones only. If you're not serious on joining the Illuminati Empire, then you would advise not to contact us at all. This is because disloyalty is highly not tolerated here in our organisation. I mean, bearing in mind that they've got so much knowledge, their use of language is odd. Highly not tolerated. Yeah, highly not tolerated (laughs) here. Do you agree to be a member of the Illuminati New World Order? If yes, then kindly reply back to us on our direct recruitment email only. Illuminati at gmail.com. Uh, you're so close. It's uh-huh. 00666 Illuminati at gmail.com. What? So they've not said anything about any kind of satanic undertones. <laughs> But then they've gone for 666. Please note, kindly make sure your response are sent directly to the email stated above only at 00666illuminati at gmail.com for more instructions on our membership process. Note, some email providers incorrectly place official Illuminati messages in their spam slash junk folder or promotion folder. This can divert and exclude our responses to your emails. The Illuminati. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Right. Well, if you receive that's the same message as yeah. Alex got, 
I would have thought they might send it to me because I've killed my dog for Satan, but I didn't get it. It's called Join the Illuminati. Yeah, it's the same one. <laughs> um, I like that Thanks, they've, Alex. <laughs> they've referred to themselves. Let us know, by the way. Actually, I was going to say let us know if you have joined the if Illuminati. Joined. You can't. I think that's one of, Maybe the, not. one of the things, isn't it? It's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette. So here's another call from 1996 as we head back to TFM for their talk show, Tom's Talking. And who's on the line this time? Andrew. Hello. Hello, Sir. Andrew. Speak to Sean. Uh, hello, Sean. I'd just like to say I am a former goth. I don't look like one anymore, but I am a Good goth. lad. Good lad. Right? <laughs> you are totally wrong about goths. We're the most intelligent, nicest... Well, it sounds like he's describing the Illuminati. Calmest <laughs> people you will ever meet, but if you cross us, I have to say, you will get very nasty. I have to say, Sean, from my experience, he's not lying. If I had my way, son, I'd put you in a box and put you in the River Tee, sunshine. Are you on set And also, do I what? Did you ever wear your mother's panties? All the time, sunshine. And another thing about old people, I live with my grandmother, who was 70 years old. She is the most loveliest woman you will ever meet in your life. Get counselling, love. Get counselling. I don't need counselling. I think you do, sunshine. Yes, you do, love. No, I don't. You do, love. I do not. Get yourself some counselling, love. I just got an email, Sean, that says, uh, All right, Tom, this is normal Sean. He's like that at work. Reuben? Oh, yes. Ruben, he's in charge of spatulas. <laughs> I don't believe you work in the whole people's home. So now someone else has come in. I don't know where this guy's come from. I don't think you're a caring person at all. I never said I was a caring person. I'm, I'm working in old people's home. It's about making money, mate. It's not about caring. I tell you one thing. If my mate Ruben got his hands on you, it'd spank you with a spatula. You, you'll meet your match someday. You will meet your match. Are you and offering, you'll, mate? And you're you'll offering. Are we going to have a fight? You'll meet it big and hard, son. You'll meet it one of these days. That's weird. <laughs> I can't believe you spent your childhood years listening to this shit. <laughs> it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Because it's oh, it's like it's such a cross section of the world. Yeah, isn't but it? also it's difficult to know to what extent they're just in on sort of being a bit silly and yeah, enjoying it. The piss it's kind of like wrestling in a way. Yeah. It sort of seems like choreographed and slightly. Chore- I mean, obviously there's no like script or anything. I wouldn't imagine, but he must know he's being a bit of an ass because he's yeah. in going about. If my mate Ruben would smack you with it, yeah, he'd yeah. spank you with a spatula because um, <laughs> he's in charge of spatulas. <laughs> in charge spatulas as well I mean what kind of a job is that maybe he's in some sort of communist country where they've all got a job and he's like you're in charge of spatulas mate huh? well, <laughs> why are we going to need why are we going to need that in a tampon factory anyway I think sometimes you've got people who know they're just being a bit silly and they're egging and they're other just, people on yeah, and then you've got other people who are serious and they're sort of falling for it I wonder to what degree that kind of show really exists now because people can do all of this online yeah and they've got Twitter and Facebook to kind of do that so do these kind of radio talk shows still exist I've no idea mm. if anyone by the way is a radio talk show aficionado and has got any other examples of stuff that they want to send us feel free because I think they're absolutely fascinating it'd be interesting to hear other radio shows other from radio other stations from country. other bits of the country maybe yeah. even the world as well maybe we should do that what was it the garden radio thing the online radio where we found the oh the radio the garden the, uh, where you can find radio stations from all over the world yeah. maybe we should do radio roulette yeah Oh, there's a new feature. Uh, so we've got cassette roulette, we've got radio roulette, we've got podcast roulette now and again when we play clips. Uh, but we haven't got time for any of that now because it's time for Herbal Tea of the Week. That's right, Fiona. That's right. It's your favourite bit. Yeah. 
Some folks like plenty, others like tea herbally But this is the feature that reviews herbal tea verbally We'll give it a smell, we'll give it a drink And then we will tell you what we think Tea is the subject on which we will speak In our exciting feature, Herbal Tea of the Week Wanting to start making my notes Oh yes, because Stats people may feel that this is a very flippant podcast, but we do take things very seriously when it comes to Herbal yeah. Tea of the Week. This is the respectful part of the show. It's the only respectful <clears throat> thing. There's no time for levity. <laughs> There's no time for levity, Fiona. It's Herbal Tea of the Week. Okay, let's find out, Ellie, what this week's Herbal Tea of the Week is as we head into our anti-penultimate Herbal Tea of the Week. Today we have got Mirabelle from some of our tea house. Now this came in... So this is a one that doesn't give anything away. Unless Mirabelle is a thing, but I've not heard of Mirabelle before. No, so it it did come in a pack that is designed to do iced teas and things. Okay, so So will that give it an advantage? Who knows? What do you think might be in it if you were to guess... How can I guess by Mirabelle? Just from the name. Well, what does it give you? Mirror? I don't know. (laughs) Newspapers. Maybe Uh, it's Mirabelle. It's M-I-R-A-B-E-L-L-E. It doesn't give anything away. How's that going to help me? I don't know. I just thought. I mean, all I can think of is Mirror. Mirren? Is in like the Chinese sauce thing? Oh, yes. Not that. (laughs) Bell? Baby Bell? I don't know. What what are you expecting me to do with this? Baby Bell? We've just got a liquid cheese. So it's a sweet, soothing combination of honey bush and orange peel with ginger, apple, papaya, currants, sunflower Ooh. pepples, carrot and flavour. Oh, oh! the police are on the way, can you? <laughs> if you can hear that, listeners, it's that woman. She's called the police three times and they finally come. In a little white van with a blue flashing light. Exactly. Well, they're travelling around in all sorts oh, of things. Anything this Anyway, um, so we're going to pour it now. And then we're going to review it on smell, giving it a rating out of 10. 10 each, so a total of 20 points to get here. I'm going to blow my nose, so my nose is clean for the smelling. Oh. Oh. I've had a sniff. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's lovely. It's... Oh, what's it smell like? It's very, it's a nice sweet smell. I think it's the currants. It reminds me of the, the sort of barabrith smell as it's Barabrith is a Welsh fruitcake, listeners, that we often, that Ellie often makes. Very nice indeed. And I first came across barabrith while reading a book, a wonderful book by the, the writer David Nobbs, who wrote The Rise and Fall of Reg- Reginald Perrin, amongst Were other things. Were you going to say Reginald D. Perrin? <laughs> Reginald D. Hunter. The Rise and Fall of Reginald D. Hunter. <laughs> And the book in question is called Going Gently, which is a wonderful book. Um, very, I would heartily recommend it, but this is not book club. It's Herbal Tea of the Week, and, oh dear, I'm Ooh. vacillating between two scores here. Is it is it too sweet smelling for you? I don't think so, but... Okay, it's not yeah, it's crazily good. strong, but... Oh, it's so lovely. It's, it's not... There's a little floral okay, undertone, for. but it's not fully floral. It's I mainly know what I'm like, doing. yeah. I think it's the ginger and currants I can smell. Oh, that's lovely. And the the bit of orange. 
Okay, so uh, we're going to do what yeah. we usually do. We're going to go one, two, three, and then we're going to name our score. Okay. One, two, three, nine. nine. Oh! Yeah. Nine for Smell the Both of Us, giving it yeah. a total of 18. Where does that put us on the smell oh, front? Oh, oh, it's the best smell. Oh, my goodness! It's the best smell. So here we go. We're going to now okay. try it for taste. Oh, there's a lot riding on this. Oh, well, that's bloody lovely. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh. So it's oh. quite delicate, isn't it? But it's so full of flavour. Yes. It is replete with flavour. And it flirts with being a cordial. Yeah. But it... It's because it's not got the sweetness of a cordial. It's still a bit savoury. It has a nod to bubblegum, almost. Yeah. But doesn't go too far over to it to be too saccharine and sweet. I was wondering if I would like it because I don't like the taste or smell of papaya. To me... All oh. right, blimey. So that, is that the Illuminati again? Uh, it's my sister. Oh, uh, It's so much to do with the Antiques Roadshow again. Mm. Uh, I didn't realise it was a copy of a drawing. I thought he made it up. Okay, so it's not the uh. model that's on Antiques Roadshow. It's a picture that Dad made a model of. Ah, OK. So that's less interesting yeah, for everyone. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Yeah, I don't like papaya because I had had it sometimes for breakfast in Tanzania and it just tastes like feet to me. Yeah, you do. But, I, don't, I don't know why you keep eating feet. But, <laughs> but no, this is lovely. It's you, got. She's not a fan of papaya and if anyone tries to extol the virtues, she'll say, no, no, papaya, don't preach. That's <laughs> not Ellie will say. Have you set yourself a challenge of sneaking in Madonna references? I haven't done any others, have I? Like a virgin. Oh, right, I suppose I did get that in there. <laughs> oh, well, come on, that's immaterial, girl. No. Okay. I like it. It does mm. leave... Ever so slight, that feeling in the throat again. I wonder what that is. It's something Maybe about it's, a lot of these the, teas that leaves something in my throat. Because like a, a lot of them have got a ginger it's in. It's like soreness in my throat. Yeah, do you think it's maybe the ginger? Maybe. I think it's more I of feel. a sipper than a gulper. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I know what my score's going to be. Again, I'm vacillating between two results. Yeah, I know what I'm going for. Yeah. Not sure it's the right decision. But we'll do it anyway. One, two, three, seven. Nine. Seven for me. Ooh. It's a really nice tea. And I was... I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I should have given it higher. But I was thinking, do I think it's more? And I thought, no, no, I think seven's maybe about right. It's a lovely tea. Well, I, no, I'd have that good. again. And you don't want to have the situation that I had with the hot chocolate. No, exactly. That's the thing. Sometimes I, you can go too high you know, and think, no, I shouldn't have done that. And we so, can't take the scores back, so... Exactly. Let's reveal. Is that it? I'm not sure if that's going to be enough to give it a teetotal that usurps mint chocolate chip. Ellie, how does that score on the taste? So it's got 16 on taste. And how does that compare to others? Hello Sunshine from Birdhouse also had 16. Some of our previous offering Alhambra had 19. Oh! T-Pig's, oh. T-Pig's Hot Chocolate Mint, 10 and 10. So it can't win. Marks. It's not so one. So it's got 34. Out of a which, possible 40. Which currently puts some of our in silver and bronze position after T-Pig's Gold. Okay, but T-Pig's... Cr- Caramel. No. 
<laughs> no, no, certainly not. No, we didn't like that one. Although maybe I should do that as a cold brew. I think we should. Oh, see if there's that a, a redemption. Would really put the you know right at the end. Maybe the last one should be the tea pigs creme caramel. And if it, oh god, it, I mean that would cause some controversy. But we're not yeah. afraid to do such things. But that's the one that's in the lead. So we still for five weeks tea pigs mint chocolate chip rain supreme. But one thing we can say with this tall score of 34 it means that Mirabella from Mirabelle Mirabel from <laughs> Samovar Tea it, House what? Samovar Tea, tea, tea House is <laughs> <laughs> you'll be careful on that swing Fiona Right. Okay, well. Such a smooth offering, our podcast, <laughs> isn't it? Okay, well, I'm a little trepidatious about this because you're now about to tell us a story which you were physically threatened. Tell me more. This just happened today, Ali. Yeah, so I went to work this morning. I normally get the tram all the way to work and then stop off to get my breakfast sandwich once I'm at Meadow Hall which is where I work. But I was a bit early for the tram and I just didn't want to wait around. So I thought, I'll get on a bus, get into town and I'll change there. There's a Greg's in the, the city centre, I can go in there. So that's what I did. Wandered around a bit, got a bit of fresh air, did a little bit of walking. Uh, as I got to the Greg's, a homeless man came out and went, have you got any change? And I said, oh no, sorry, I haven't got an, any on me. And I was about to say, but do you want me to get you something? When mm-hmm. <laughs> he went... Fuck you, go fuck yourself, you stuck-up bitch. So he went back into the Greggs because he was sort of waiting to order a drink and I was in the queue and he was sort of mumbling to himself and then another woman came in and queued behind me and he said something to her and I had my headphones in so I didn't really hear what he said but she said, oh, sorry, what? And he went, you need to get your fucking ears cleaned out, don't you? Get your ears fucking cleaned. And she was like, I don't I don't know what's happening. I said, oh, no, I don't either. He I mean, just asked me for change and I didn't have any so he told me to go fuck myself and call me a fucking bitch. I mean, he'd be perfect for a talk show. In the North East in 1996. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Well, you are a fucking bitch. You're a fucking stuck up cow. You're a bitch, you are. And he got his coffee and I was going to like go and order coffee, maybe hell. not and this is this is at five past eight on a Sunday morning I should right. add are you suggesting that he should take Sundays off it's no, a holiday I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying it's quite early to be that angry but you know we don't know what his life is like we don't know what's going on with him so he got his coffee and then he's like you're a fucking stuck up bitch I'm going to wait outside for you I'm going to spit in your face I'm going to throw this coffee in your face I'm going to wait here. Which is ridiculous, bearing in mind he's asked for change and now he's prepared to waste a coffee. Well, this on... is this is why I wasn't really that concerned that I was in actual physical danger. One, because I used to work in a homeless hostel in the northeast, and I did get death threats once a month, and it wasn't really a serious thing. I mean, it could have been. Yeah, the but... staff. Very... <laughs> <laughs> um, my thinking was, he's just either got a free coffee from Greg's or he's just spent his last bit of change on one. He's poured like 17 sugars into it. Did you it. hear that? This that was because there's no pop, pop shield there. When he's poured his 17 sugars in and is then standing. But as I was waiting for my order to be made, I was sort of checking and he was stood outside and he was like signalling that he was going to get me and he was kind of wandering up and down in front of the doorway so when I came out I would be directly in his path and I was thinking okay I don't think he's going to scold me with boiling coffee but if he does there's the woman behind me who's just heard him saying he's going to there's the woman behind the counter who was just studiously ignoring everything but also Greg's has really good CCTV CCTV because you know people nick sandwiches so I went out 
And he's like, I'm going to fucking get you. I'm going to follow you. I know where you are. I don't think you really know where I am. And he just kept on kind of circling me for 30 seconds and was like, I'm going to gonna get you I'm gonna follow you I'm gonna get you and then he kind of wandered off and I ah. stood at the tram so it was a little bit shaken but I didn't really think I was particularly in a lot of danger but it's not oh. the best way to start your day no and I just think oh what a shame because also he's a guy he's obviously been homeless for a while I've seen him around the streets of Sheffield for at least five or six years and I've often bought him a sandwich and a cup of tea right. and stuff but my hair's a different colour and I've got a mask on when I'm right. in a shop, so he might not... Oh, God, So right. he, does, he doesn't necessarily know that I know him, but, yeah, it's the first time I've heard. Oh, yeah, and when I was going to pay for my stuff, I was getting my wallet out to try and get my card. Yeah. And I did think, oh, he's going to nick my wallet because he came up really close to me. I was like, oh, no fucking change, is it? It's like, well, that's why I'm getting a card. Yeah. Oh. So that was my that hey, was my trip, and I was also ended on thinking. Hi there, listeners. From <laughs> quite a serious note. No, no, no. Fiona's uh, pretty happy about it still. <laughs> so I don't know when we're going to do our podcast next week, Ellie, or when the next <laughs> podcast is going to be. No, because I am we're doing long stuff. Tickets are available. Exactly. So I'm doing the Ballad of Johnny Long stuff in Newcastle all this week. So we've got rehearsal tomorrow, and then we're doing that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then on Sunday, I'm doing a gig in Barnsley. I'm yeah. doing a comedy gig in Barnsley. Things going very well for me, my friends. <laughs> we might have a bit of time in the day, maybe. Yes, we might do. Because we it's should try my and make off. time. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is as intimate as we get now. Is recording a podcast because we've got no time for anything else. No. What are we going to end on? Have we got some podcast roulette? Uh, we could do a podcast roulette if you want. Um, okay, so we select all files. I've now loaded into the computer all of the clips that we've ever played on the podcast. I've, I've clicked random, and we're going to see what happens. And that will be the last thing that you hear on this week's. But it episode. might not be because you might not like it. We'll have to pick well, another. <laughs> If it's a really long thing, like an interview with someone, that yeah, would be a bit weird. This. Here we go. Ready, Ali? Yeah. Get your hand off my penis! <laughs> <laughs> For our nine-year-old listener there. That's a little message about consent. <laughs> and you can get pregnant the first time. Yeah, well, he can't. No. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Until next week, from me, David Eagle, and me, Ellie Skinner. Goodbye. Bye.